Welcome to the Polaris PT Podcast. Join us as we dive into all aspects of health and wellness, from physical and mental to relationships and spirituality with leading experts and luminaries from a broad spectrum of specializations. I'm your host, Dr. Brig Woods, performance physical therapist and owner of Polaris PT and Wellness. On the podcast today, I have Tiersa Laswear. She is the owner of The Macro Way, a revolutionary online nutrition coaching business designed to help you take control of your health and wellness. With a degree in nutrition from ASU and experience helping thousands of clients over the past 15 years, she's developed a personalized program that helps you retain your metabolism, make the right food choices, develop healthy habits, and create an individual plan that fits your lifestyle. Welcome to the pod, Tiersa. Tiersa. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, of course. I know you guys are busy because you got the gym and you guys have some other businesses too, right? Mm -hmm. But just so I know that it's a lot to make time in the middle of the day and I appreciate it. This is the best time of day. Yeah. Because my kids are at school. There you go. (laughs) How many kids do you have? Uh, Five. Holy. I didn't realize you had five kids. Yeah. Five. We've got three girls, um, almost 17, 15, and 11. And then we have twin boys that are nine. Holy smokes. So we're busy. Yeah. Well, five kids and wow. Okay. I mean, I've, 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 I've seen you work out <laughs> five kids and able to like sling weight. That's and why move. I work out. Yes. <laughs> right. That's fantastic. So if you guys listen to the intro, Tirsa owns CrossFit preferred, um, as well as the macro way. Yep. And, uh, I, I don't know if I've talked, if I talked about it in the last episode or not, but I am actually a client of Tirsa's. Um, I saw a lot of the results that other people in the gym where I'm attached to were getting. And I was like, okay, I got to do what you're doing. Cause right now I've got business and dad bod (laughs) and no amount of like working out has changed it in the last however long. Yeah. You know, it's been fun working with you. It's been what about a month now? Yeah. Almost almost, uh, more than that. It's been about five weeks now. Okay. Cause I think we did, I I count it by when you change calories. Yeah. So I did two weeks at 23, (laughs) one week at 24, one week at 25, and I'm on my second week at 26. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about that whole process because people are probably thinking, wait, why is his calories going up if he's trying to lose weight? So we're going to get into that. I'm sure. And here's the thing, right? I, um, so my provider, like when I went and so everybody knows I'm on, I'm on hormone replacement. Like I've had postmenopausal testosterone levels, like since I was 30, okay. um, super weird. Like I went and got my stuff done. I was like at 110. Wow. Yeah. Nor like the low end is 300. Um, but when I was talking with my providers, like, dude, you need to be eating more. You're eating too little. And two, um, I don't want you to drink your protein ever for right now. Cause he's like, I think you got leaky gut that's contributing to my Hashimoto's. And so I was like, all right. He's like, I don't want you to even count calories, man. I just want you to eat more, like half your plate, animal protein, quarter of your plate, veggies or fruit, quarter of your plate, rice or potato. But I was starting to get, but I can, but I did that and I was just kept gaining weight. And I think, and I don't know, my, my thought process was maybe I jumped too, too fast, too soon, maybe. too many calories. But yeah, this whole idea, people probably heard of, and you called it reverse dieting. Mm-hmm. And I actually had no idea what that meant. I just saw there's that other dude on YouTube. He's like, get shredded, eating yeah. more food, right? And I'm like, okay, maybe. But so what is reverse dieting for people who don't actually know? Yeah, so reverse dieting is a method where we retrain your metabolism to burn calories more efficiently. So a lot of times people think they're overweight because they eat too much 
or they binge, which is oftentimes the case, but it's not the only way. um, You know, if you have a metabolism that is being underfueled, then it's not going to know how to burn calories properly. So I have, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't use my dad as an example, but I'm going to go for it. Um, you know, I think that men, especially not so much anymore, but like, you know, 30 years ago, men, the providers of the families, they're busy. They, they are not thinking of themselves. They are worried about putting food on the table, providing for their family, spending as much quality time with their family as they can. And food is the last thing they think about. It drives my wife a little bit crazy. <laughs> She'll be like, you need new clothes. I'm like, well, you guys need new stuff. Like you guys, <laughs> I provide for you, you guys, yeah. you guys get the stuff. I'll, I'll just, when, 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 when there's something, time and money yes. and whatever, I'll do it. And so what happens over time is we all live busy lives and we stop taking care of ourselves we stop making our health a priority and we eat when we're hungry if you consistently only eat when you're hungry or wait until like that hunger level becomes so high that you're binging and eating something really large maybe once a day or maybe twice a day maybe you start your day with a you know eggs and toast and then you're so busy throughout the day that you don't eat again until dinner and then when you do eat dinner it's usually something large Mm -hmm. That is like putting, you know, a big, like four or five logs on a fire. Right. Your fire or your metabolism is going to burn really efficiently or sorry, burn really strong, really high. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to die down. So you might feel like that Thanksgiving effect where you eat a huge meal and then you're really, really tired afterwards. And it's because all your energy just went to um, digesting that food. Is that? So let me ask you a question. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Is that, so when I was in grad school, I was working with the exercise guys in the exercise phys lab. So they were getting their PhDs in exercise physiology. And I was trying to talk to him about how to like make some body comp changes. He's like, well, they kind of was basically carb cycling. And he's like, yeah, this day, moderate carbs, low carbs. And then he's like, on this day, when you go home for dinner, he's like, I want you to eat basically as much carbs as you can. All the pasta, fat-free ice cream, like go bonkers. And I got hot. Like I ate it and I started like, I was hot and started like sweating. So is that taking energy? Would that be that metabolism then going like kicking on to burn it? Yeah. Very, very similar. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to, um, be, we're trying to teach our metabolism to burn more efficiently throughout the day instead of having these big spikes. Gotcha. When we throw a lot of food in our body, um, we produce insulin to help turn that glucose, the carbs into, um, glucose. Mm-hmm. And so we just end up having these big spikes in our blood sugar and then it drops really, really low. And that's why we feel tired. Gotcha. And so when we can avoid those big spikes and those big drops, our metabolism starts to like say, Oh, I, I'm going to get food again in a few hours. I don't need to like hold on to everything I'm eating. I can just continue to burn as I go. Gotcha. And so it's teaching our metabolism to burn more calories, doing the same, weighing the same and doing the same, um, activity. So I can take someone that's, you know, your age, height, gender, and has about the same amount of muscle mass. And maybe your metabolism is used to burning 2000 calories a day. And then I can put someone through the reverse dieting process and, teach them to burn 35, 38, 4,000 calories a day, but yet you're the same height, same gender, same muscle mass, same body fat percentage. 
like scientifically you're thinking, well, why, why does that work? You know, like you have the same amount of muscle mass. We know if you have higher amount of muscle mass, you burn more calories at rest, right? right? For sure. So why can we now burn more calories? Why can our metabolism burn more calories now than they did, than it did two months ago? Yeah. And it's because it's being consistently fed. Okay. So that's the whole process behind reverse dieting. And when we do that, you start to lose weight, like just like you did. Yeah. You started dropping weight, even though we're giving you more food. Yeah, which was bizarre because I had eaten, because there'd been a point where I was at, I was actually at 2,200 at one point and nothing was happening. Uh-huh. And I was even grinding out like redlining six CrossFit classes a day. I was eating 2,200 calories. I was like almost next to no car, like, yeah, low and, carb and nothing. Extreme. Yeah, <laughs> super extreme, hardcore paleo. Six days a week of CrossFit, redlining it, and not like sitting around either. I work at you know a fairly physical job, and right? Nothing. Yeah. No change. Yeah, and and that's the other thing is one of the things that we do, and maybe I should back up a little yeah, bit and kind sure. of talk about what what I do specifically. Yeah. Um, so, kind of to give a quick background of of myself and why I do what I do is. Yeah. Um, like nutrition is something that I've always been interested in. I grew up in a home where we used, um, nutrition. My mom was very health conscious. Um, we, we really did like focus on healthy foods. I mean, I, I did not know what fast food was, honestly, like we did not do that. Part of it was like financial, Uh but part of it was just, we just didn't, we just, that wasn't an option. When you grew up during the, like the, the low fat craze, Uh right? Like, right. And my mom wasn't like extreme in any way, but she was very into natural health, Uh um, herbal medicine, vitamins, Uh things like that. And so that was kind of been instilled in me. And so then when I, um, got a little bit older and decided, was trying to decide what to do for school. Like I always thought, Oh, I'm going to go to school to make a lot of money. I don't care what it is. I just want to make a lot of money. Well, that ended because you realize that you don't have the drive to go to school unless it's something you're passionate about. Right. So it took me a couple of years to figure that out. But um, nutrition, you know, fitness has always been a big part of my life. I always play, grew up playing sports, all of that. So I thought I'd want to do the fitness side. And then I took a couple biology classes and, and uh, kinesiology and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, nah this, is, this. This, this is not for me. And so I decided to do nutrition and it, and it really is a passion of mine. And so you know, for the first like probably 10 years after graduating, I just used it on myself. I was a mom, I was having kids and I, w- I didn't want to work outside the home. I didn't need to work outside the home. And so I just was using what I could on myself and trying to figure things out. And I wasn't in a place where I knew how to help other people yet. I just knew the basics, right? Yeah. Um, regardless of what I knew, I still had developed a very unhealthy relationship with food. And, um, I had, uh, unknowingly, um, really slowed my metabolism down because I had fallen into the crash dieting course of, of life. And a lot of people can resonate with that. Um, because every time I would have a baby, I wanted to get that weight off as soon as possible. And I would crash diet and I would be miserable and just, I would eat really, really good during the week and then binge on the weekend or that our, our date night, you know, we've always done Friday mm-hmm. night date night. Um, my husband and I have been married for 20 years and like my release what, from being a mom and being, you know, having the little kids around me constantly was to indulge in whatever meal for sure. out that we got that week. And it created this scarcity mentality and it created this all or nothing mindset that was very damaging 
Um, so then fast forward a few years, I decided to start crossfitting when my boys were, they were about 10 months old is when I started crossfitting. Um, and I loved it, but I had a really hard time finding that balance between how much food should I be eating and still be able to push myself in a, in this high of intense workout. Um, and not only that, but I gained seven pounds in two months. I'm like, what is going on? Why am I increasing weight? And had, you know, had you increased your cal- caloric intake? No, I had put muscle on. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't like, know it was muscle. Oh, okay. I'm All like, I knew was I'm that like, the I'm, skin I'm, was going up. I'm like thinking, I'm like, okay, wait a second. Like cortisol might be higher. Like were you no. stressed out? Like was that? <laughs> it was a simple fact that my body responded really well Great. to CrossFit. And yeah. all of a sudden I had muscle in places I didn't know I could get. And I, I couldn't see it from my perspective. For sure. All I knew is my scale was going up and I started freaking out. I'm like, okay. So then I, I honestly, this, like I'm embarrassed to say this, but hopefully people will resonate with this. I tried to do an 800 calorie a day diet for three weeks while CrossFitting. Guilty. That, that's I, not possible. I, I, so I told you, I think, I, and I'm embarrassed to say this too, right? Because at one point I was so just over it that my body, like with my Hashimoto's and everything else, like nothing happening. I did it for six weeks. Oh, there's no way. I did. And, and, and I tried to, at the beginning, I tried to work out and realized that I couldn't. I remember one time I played tennis with my 68-year-old father. I almost passed out. <laughs> I almost passed out playing. I was like five weeks in. I had almost passed out playing tennis with my with my sixty eight year old dad. Now, well, to be fair, he's athletic as can be, but I, that's where <laughs> I was at. I was like, no, I can't do this. What's interesting is that, um, and I don't know if you felt this, but you know, those first few weeks were really hard. But then I actually was not that hard, no. and it was because my metabolism had slowed down, and it was protecting me from starving to death and was burning less calories. So I wasn't as hungry. And Mm -hmm. that's what happens. Like with the older generation, like my, my dad, like he's like, Oh, I'm never hungry. I eat one (laughs) meal a day. And I'm like, that's not good. Like that. Don't brag about that. That's, that's not, that's not self-discipline and (laughs) self-mastery dad. That is your body is protecting you from dying. And so, um, that was that, that was when I had decided you know, I, I am consumed by, by this. This is something I'm thinking about 95% of the day. This is not healthy. I should not be thinking about what I look like, how much I weigh, what I'm eating, what I'm not eating this much. Yeah. And so, and then, um, I also ha- was at a point where my three daughters were starting to notice that I was eating different than they were at night, like for dinner, that I was making a separate dinner for myself than them and that was the last thing i wanted them to see what, is yeah. that they had to eat different than their family in order to look a certain way yeah what, what was that what what was that like when you when you it was very crushing that. like i just was i couldn't believe that i had done this luckily they were young enough like my oldest was only eight or nine yeah and so i don't think she remembers that but luckily that was an eye-opener for me and i was able to see this is not the image i want my daughters to see I want them to see how much food I eat and still am able to look a certain way, do certain things, have, have the ability in the gym that I have. And so that's when I decided to hire a coach, even though I went to school for ASU for nutrition, I knew a lot. I grew up in a, in a, um, environment that was very health conscious, 
but I wasn't applying it to myself and I didn't know how. And so I hired a coach and I hired a coach for a, almost a year. And that's when I learned macros and macros, you know, is something that people may or may not have heard of. And we can get into what that means and why it works well mm-hmm. and why I have chosen to teach that. Yeah. Um, but it changed everything. It, it, what it did for me is it taught me to no longer look at food as the enemy, to no longer feel like I couldn't eat things, but just what was worth it to me. What, what's, what am I willing to eat or not eat? Instead of mindlessly choosing foods, I was mindfully choosing foods. If yeah. I wanted dessert at night, I logged my dessert first. And then I built the rest of my day around that. And I'm not exaggerating when I said I did that every night. Yeah. Every night. So I'm laughing because I think I told you, I don't know if I told you or not. Oh, I did. I literally built my whole day around a stupid 100 calorie Yasso ice cream sandwich. <laughs> And I was yep. like, what is wrong? I'm oh. building my whole day around this stew. And then I kind of looked at him like, why is this freaking ice cream sandwich that important to me? Which <laughs> like that right, really brought home that idea you talk about. Like there's this whole emotional. There's an emotional connection. Con- component. Yeah. And that's food. actually something we address a lot with. I would say almost every client of mine has or can identify with an emotional connection to food. Once and once you can separate that, it it. I can see it in their eyes. I can see it in them when their emotional connection stops with food. Yeah. It's a huge component. And I, I don't like specifically address it with them. Yeah. But um, I, I make sure they understand that that's normal and it's okay. Yeah. And because I was there, um, I know how they are feeling. And I can um, testify to them how good it feels to not have that emotional connection anymore. To not feel like I have to binge on the weekend because I'm so strict during the week. To not feel like if I have one cookie, I have to have 10 because I don't know when I'm going to get it again. Yeah. Like that is a really, really good place to be in. And I always ask my clients, what, what, is, what does success look like to you in six months from now? And then we identify what success looks like to them 30 days from now so that, that it can facilitate that six-month goal. And I would say that nine times out of 10, their six-month goal is always physical related, what they look like. But about two months in, that six-month goal changes. Oh. It changes because they start to realize what's more important is their relationship, their confidence in their food choices, and how much better they feel in, in any environment, whether, it, whether they have control over the food or not. And mm. that is huge for them to be able to not be afraid to go to dinner with friends or to go on vacation or to have birthdays with their kids, like to not worry about that is huge because that's daily life. That's yep. what we're, we, we need to teach. We need to teach how do we incorporate these things and still live as normal life as possible? Because if it feels like a diet, what are you gonna do? You're gonna count down those days until the diet's over and you're gonna go right back to what you were doing before. And you're gonna sure. put the weight back on. For sure. And that's why diets don't work. And that's why I say this isn't a diet. Yeah. We're not. If it feels like a diet, we're doing it wrong. Maybe. And we're trying to go too fast. Sure. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, as you're talking, I'm thinking about like my experience that I had over Easter and just trying to think about what that, where I kind of, what headspace I was in. Because I'm very much on the tape, on the, on the lineup. I want to do it right. Right? Yeah. I oh, attach, that I, all or nothing. I attach, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I attach, I attach morality to stuff. Right? I want to do this right. I want to do it the way it's supposed to be done. And so, like, I actually brought my own food to Easter because I knew 
I couldn't at this point still, I was like, mm-hmm. I see that bunny cake and I see that homemade ice cream. Those are two woods like ice cream. Homemade ice cream is a woods party staple. <laughs> and I don't get into ice cream for less than a pint. <laughs> There's no point. In oh, my, that I need to t- teach you about the Ninja Creamy. Yeah. In my mind, I like I don't get into ice cream for less than a pint. And I know <laughs> how does how gross I'm going to feel. But for some reason, still do it. So I was thinking about that. I'm like, huh. Was this the, was it a diet related thing or cause we had, cause there was actually stuff like they could have made me a burger. I could have had a burger without a bun and I could have had some of the fruit salad and right. like my kid was over there just, it's funny. You can see his little hand pop up and he just, he would just go for the watermelon, he just ate <laughs> all the watermelon. But, uh, yeah. So, huh. That's so, interesting. Uh, the thing, and I think one thing to point out, um, to your listeners is that you chose to do that yeah because you were so new into the process I and think it, it felt like success to you. Yeah, it did. Cause I was like, I'm trying to hit these numbers. I really want to make sure that I'm like making the right choices here. So mm-hmm. rather than like sabotage myself, which I knew I would probably do if I mm-hmm. didn't, I was like, well, I'll just bring my own food. And, but, but I, I guess as I'm looking at it in some ways that for me felt like success because like you were talking about an emotional component, think about all of our holidays. Mm-hmm. They're all food related. Easter dinner. Yep. 4th of July. Sure. It's about Independence Day and the founding of our nation. But what do we do? Let's have a barbecue mm-hmm. and eat so many hot dogs and burgers that we want to throw up. Mm-hmm. Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's huge things about food and people feel like if they can't participate in the food portion of the holiday, they're missing out on something. Yeah. And I was able to sit there with my, you know. Pyrex bowl of <laughs> rice and beef and avocado and whatever, and still feel like I was a part of the celebration without having to eat the dessert and all the other stuff. Right. So in some way, yes. Well, emotional and that, win, right? And that's a confidence builder to you yeah. to understand that you wouldn't necessarily have more fun by eating the food, maybe a little bit, but you still were able to participate with your family yeah. and they saw the, the um, dedication that you had for a specific goal and you were still in that early habit building days. For like, sure. you know, the first 21 days of anything you do yeah. are habit building. Yeah. And so it's really important to stick to that. You know, maybe if you were a couple months in, that would have been worth it for you to enjoy that meal with your family for sure. and to not worry about it. And what if that, would that have been okay? Yeah, absolutely. It would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But you chose, and it was a conscious choice for you. It wasn't because I said, nope, you can't do that. No, you didn't say anything. You know? Yeah. You chose to do that, and so nobody was holding you back. You, that was a choice that you made. For sure. And you were mindful. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. So that's exactly like what we're trying to do is teach people how what the value of food is and that it is f- to fuel our body and that you don't need to be afraid of it. And so the way we do that is by um, tracking what we call macros. So macros is protein, carbs, and fat. That's what makes up the calories in our food that we're eating. So if you look at a food label, the calories come from those three things, a combination of those three things. And so you might say, you might hear someone say, oh, I'm eating low carb. And so in their head, they're not eating pasta or rice or potatoes or bread. Yeah. Well, carbs are in everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry to burst your bubble right there in everything so when we track our food we start to identify what the value of our food is so that we can decide whether it's worth it or not and not only that but we can understand that we can eat more food by giving our body the percentage of macronutrients that our body needs because all three of those things have a requirement in our body they all do something for us and if we overeat 
And I use the example of like, if I gave you, if I told you, you can only eat 1500 calories a day, or let's say 2000, if I give you 2000 calories a day, but I didn't give you any guidance past that. Mm. I just said, you can eat 2000 calories a day. Well, what if you ate 80% of that carbs? What's going to happen? You are, so carbs are used as fuel in your body mm-hmm. or it's stored in a fat cell for later use. So you may be eating at a calorie deficit and still storing fat. Yep. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so that's why we give you percentages to follow and everybody's different. There's not a one size fits all, unfortunately. For sure. Um, it's my job to kind of work with you and help you figure out what that is for you. Some people metabolize carbs really well. Some people don't. Some people do really well on a lower protein diet because they just maintain muscle mass well. And some people have to have higher protein because they they have a really hard time gaining muscle. And so it's our job to kind of find that percentage. But by doing that, you stop being afraid of food and you're like, oh, I actually, I I can eat this ice cream Mm -hmm. because... I need the carbs. It's not bad. There's no more good or bad food. We want all food. There's no label. Right. <laughs> no more labels. Well, okay. Maybe, and I might push back a little bit. I mean, come on. Like, how good? My sister, my sister-in-law, they have a cake, like one of those cake display things. They've got a Twinkie that's been opened and sitting under that cake display going on over a year, and it looks the same. <laughs> you didn't, come on. Like, yeah, I'm that's, not gonna like that's a bad like those are bad calories, right? Those yeah, are bad. But, yeah, but like it's still a carb. That's true. So is it gonna do something different to your um blood sugar than like a fresh piece of cake? No. no. Okay, no. It's gonna do the same thing. Well, right, but yeah. Now there's preservatives and that, there's okay. micronutrients right. in certain things. So yeah, there's still quality food. Like okay. we're t- you know, you so, can still have quality carbs versus you know, simple carbs. I guess. So taking the morality out of it, right? It's not good or bad. There's quality and there's like efficient and less efficient quality poor. And in fact, as your car, as your calories continue to increase, you're going to get to a point where your weight's going to stay exactly the same, but your food is going to be a lot higher. And it's actually going to be really hard to get in high quality calories. And you are going, and I will tell you, you have to dirty up your diet a little bit. Like take advantage of these high ha- calories. I, I just had a mild panic attack. With, <laughs> like I just had a small like. Oh. Like dirty it up a little bit and take advantage of this because when we move into your cutting phase, yeah. like that's you're you're gonna miss that. So do, so use it as fuel right now. Now yep. you can always um, time your calories around workouts to help maximize the efficiency of what you're burning and what you're, how you're using it, that kind sure. of thing. But that kind of gets into the nitty gritty. Like when someone's first starting with me, we don't even talk about that. We right. don't talk about working out. We don't talk about, um, when to time your calories, your, your carbs, any of that, unless they start asking me those kind of For questions. Sure. Cause there's a lot of baby steps that you can yeah. get to first. Well, and I think, yeah, probably just understanding <laughs> the basic breakdown of your food. I mean, it's been eye-opening was I've looked at things that I thought were like, oh, this is relatively a great thing that I should be eating, right? This is probably a relatively good use of my my calories or my macros and look at it and go, oh, it has that much of that in it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, hard pass. Let's move on to something else. Yeah. It's not worth it, right? I and- have a client the, this week. He just started with me. He's in week two. Okay. He's really brand new. Doesn't understand like basic things that I think are basic, you sure. know? Um, and so I got on the phone with him to try and kind of map out a day for him, you know? And he's like, all right, I think I got it. He's like, so on Friday nights, we go to dinner with, as a family, like 
not just like him, but like his extended family, they go to dinner every Friday night. Wow. I'm like, that's awesome. That's what are, great. What are some of the things, where are the, some of the things you go? Yeah. And one of the places was the Cheesecake Factory. I'm ah. like, okay, well, Cheesecake Factory has a Skinnylicious menu. So let's pull up some options for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was very eye-opening for him because we looked up chicken enchiladas. So they have chicken enchiladas on the skinny, skinny luscious menu, or they used to, they actually don't have it anymore, which makes me really sad because I really like them. But, <laughs> um, it's like 550 calories. The macros are really, really pretty balanced. Okay. Their, their entree yeah. meal is 1900 calories. Oh, 1900. I, I used for to work one meal. <laughs> I used to work at PF Chang's. <laughs> yes. Un- that's another example. Be- good example. Unbelievable. I was like, General Chew's chicken, what? Like 2,000 calories. Uh-huh. That's just that's just the chicken dish. That's not the fried right. rice. That's not the, mm-hmm. the, and everybody's like, <laughs> so I had like access to the nutritional information, right? Because I had to learn all that crap. It would, the, it would always, I would just always laugh because they'd be like, we're going to get the Mongolian beef and the General Chew's chicken. And the, I mean, literally there's two people here and they have now racked up close to 10,000 calories. Yeah. And they're like, and we really want to do the lettuce wraps and um, a Diet Coke, please. Yeah. And I'm like, just get the, like, at this point, it doesn't matter. Just get the regular Coke. Like, if you really like the taste of Diet Coke, like, go for it. But come on, just get the regular thing at this point. Like, Well, and the reality of this whole situation, and I'm not telling this story to shame anyone. No, of course not. The reason I'm telling it is because. But they don't know. Well, A, they don't know, but now that he does know, if he chooses to do that once a week, yeah. that's his choice. Right. He gets to do that. Yeah. But he needs to understand what he's choosing. For sure. You know? And then maybe he decides to do that once a month instead of once a once a week. And that's gonna make a big difference. Or maybe he suggests going somewhere else that has some other options that are gonna be healthier. Like it's not about where you go. It's about the quality time he's spending with his family. Hundred percent. Right. And so it's it's just like my goal is to teach you or teach all my clients um, to educate them so that they can make their own choice. I will never give a food plan or a meal plan because that's not teaching you anything. No. I will give lots of suggestions. For I'll sure. teach you how to make things healthier that are still going to taste good, but I'm never going to spell it out for you because what happens when you're in a situation where you don't have control? Yeah. You don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. And, and that's one thing. So for people who don't know, one of the coolest things is this is the app that Tirsa uh-huh. uses. And there's a whole like community aspect to it. But then there's also individual communication. And in the community thing, I mean, there is tons of recipes that I am super psyched to. I actually have a little bit more time now. So <laughs> I'm excited to start trying to dig in, into those. But the other thing that was really is super cool and is actually different than just about any coach I've ever worked with is the level of responsiveness, like your responsiveness. Like I, I, I honestly, when I texted or I messaged you that Saturday, it was a Hail Mary on my part. I was like, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I get a Saturday. I understand if she doesn't want to respond. And it was like an hour before we were about to go to dinner, my wife and I, and I was like, Hey, I just realized like we're supposed to go on a date and I don't want to be that dude who's going to pull a freaking food scale out of my wife's <laughs> purse and or and or bring my own food to the right. restaurant or just sit there and watch my wife eat right and so i like hey what i'm going you know what do i'm going out to eat tonight with my wife what should i do how should i approach this mm-hmm. thing i mean it was 15 minutes later oh boom here's a list of all these cool restaurants here's a list of all these places that have all this <laughs> stuff and i'm like oh, awesome thank you not going to any of those <laughs> you're like which one are you guys going to and i'm like 
this place. Oh, cool. Pull up the menu. These two things would be great. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, who does well, that? And, and, but to have that kind of support is really, because otherwise I would have been like, ah, I'm not going. I think I think I want to do this, but ah, screw it. Yeah, you're just going to do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, well, the app for sure is really easy for me to respond quickly because it comes through very similar to a text. Yeah. Um, and so I can, res- I think part of it is because I've been doing this long enough. It's not that difficult for me to respond. For sure. If it is, if it's something that requires more time for me, I will wait to respond so gotcha. that I respond the right way. Yeah. But if it's not, then it may, it just is, it's not that hard. I just pull it up and I'm like, Hey, okay, this is what I would do. And I love when my clients will ask me stuff like that. It, nothing is more irritating than the next, like when you do your check-in and you're like, well, Friday I didn't know what to do. So I just did whatever. I'm like, well, why didn't you reach out? Yep. Or, or someone will say, well, I went out of town this week and I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. I could have set you up for success. Well, and I, I actually didn't want to bug you. No, like you're paying me for a reason. Like that is my job is to teach you guys. And so I really, really like when you use me more yep. than just like the weekly check-in. So obviously you're going to check in weekly so that we can see how things are going as far as like the app's really cool because it, it helps us, to, it helps me manage you guys very easily in a way that I can see calorie intake, calorie output, um, total weight, and I can even see your food. So I can make suggestions on oh. how to add more protein. If you're not hitting your protein, I can pull up your food and be like, oh, you know, add two, four egg whites to breakfast and you're great. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have, I have found myself on a few days doing shots of olive oil. Oh no. To get my to get my fat <laughs> no. in. Like I like I thought I'd planned out my oh, day and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, I'm missing <laughs> uh, Okay, here it goes. Tablespoon of olive oil down the no hatch. No way. I'm look, hey, I'm, I'm hey, dedicated to hitting those numbers. Do you like coconut milk? Yes. Because that's what I keep in my pantry. I oh. keep canned coconut milk. Okay. It's creamy. Yes, it's that's good. way better. It's 12 grams of, pro- of, of fat per like serving. Oh. So okay. don't drink <laughs> olive oil anymore. No more shooting olive like, oil. Like if you're having a hard time hitting your your fat, yeah. that is one thing that I love. And I can definitely yeah. give you suggestions <laughs> yeah. on how to hit your fat. That is not an issue Because like Because I'll throw some avocado in there and stuff. Uh-huh. And then I'm like... It's but, either like I've already had like four tablespoons of peanut butter, so it's <laughs> or three, so it's like I've already hit the carb thing. I'm like, it's literally like the one thing I'm lacking oh, sometimes man. is like I get down, I'm like, oh gosh dang it, I've got like 12 grams of fat. No, you just got to add coconut oil to things. All right, here we go. Or we're not, gonna, co- sorry, coconut milk. Yeah, not I'm like, well, oil. it looks like we're looks like we're shooting olive oil tonight. Oh no, it's so gross. Yeah, that does not sound good. But yeah, another really um, good way to get in extra fat is just switch out your meats to higher fat meats. Yeah, yeah, that's the but the hard the hard part on that one is then I don't. At least for me, it's found that if I eat. The amount of protein that I'm, I guess I just need to, ch- yeah, I need choose. to change the quality. I just need to change. I have some variety with my, cause it's right yeah, now it's yeah, just yeah, beef yeah. right now. So chicken, yeah, so you so can I do throw like, some chicken and some you could like do chicken 80, thighs and 85, um, 15 and do 85, 15 yeah. beef, or if you need to do 80, 20 or cheese. Wait, can you do cheese? I can't remember. I'm dairy. Free. I got you're dairy. Free. Yeah, got, no dairy. Yeah. No dairy, no gluten. Okay. So then, so the coconut milk is a really good yeah, option for sure for you. Uh, so yeah, so the reverse dieting. So yeah, macros, right? Counting macros. We've talked about 
So there, there's that whole if it fits in your macros thing. Mm-hmm. Is that... I mean, that's a really good place for people to start to kind of like, if they're... So IIFYM, if it fits your macros. Um, like, you so, know, I mean, we're really suggesting that I can like, hey, I could basically build my whole day and I could have like a box of donuts. I mean, with it, this how are you going to feel? Yeah. You know? So like technically, yes. Really? But we okay. follow an 80-20 rule or a 90-10. Like, sure. you know, 80% of the food that you're going to consume in a week is going to be high quality because we still, micronutrients are still important. For sure. I also have you guys track fiber. If you're not eating high quality food, your fiber is not going to be there. Yep. Um, so that that 80-20 is really what I like people to do and I don't have it's pretty rare that I've got somebody that's filling their calories with with just junk especially because the amount of protein I have you guys eating there's no way to hit that no, without you, it's, if you're eating donuts and and Cheetos you it's, know it's crazy too like the micro the, the electrolyte stuff so like you and I so I don't mind drinking water the problem is is I'm so wall-to-wall scheduled all day I will start off with like my Stanley cup in my hand, mm-hmm. drinking water, and I'll set it down. I'll walk over here to do something with somebody that I'm working with. And then next thing you know, I've been bam, 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 bam. And I forgot totally spaced that I was supposed to have water, right? Or it's like, oh, it's over there. I'll just say, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the element stuff has really helped. I really like that. But what's been interesting too about the element stuff, and I, because I don't put salt on anything. Literally, I like, I salt the meat. That's about it. Yeah nothing else and realistically i'm not i'm really not eating anything with a food label at this point do you know what i mean except for and and so there's no salt in anything else but i started drinking that it was crazy i started actually like feeling better like i that's awesome how often do you find that people are like electrolyte oh so often especially in arizona you know and now that it's warming up i recommend it to all my clients yeah um there was one time when I was, I was actually pregnant with my first child and pretty early, I would think I was like four months and I ran a 5k and I'd been running. So it wasn't like a new thing. Um, I actually ran a marathon with her too, before I, I had found out I was pregnant and then two <laughs> weeks later ran the marathon. Good for you. Um, so I, it was not, I was yeah. not new to running, No, sure. but I did a 5k Yeah. and it was a warm day yeah. and I drank tons of water, tons of water. And just leached. I got really, really sick. Yeah. Really, like, I was puking. I Oof. was cramping. And I figured it out um, that I, my electrolytes were off balance. So electrolytes allow you to absorb the water you're taking in. Otherwise, you're going to pee it all out. Yeah. So if your electrolyte balance is off, it's really, really not good. That's why you see, like, endurance athletes like Ironman and things like that. They're drinking chicken broth. They're, they're like, getting in as much sodium as they are um, water because it's not going to do any good if your electrolyte balance is off. So I think a, it's really good for absorption of water, but B for me, it helps me drink more water because it's flavored. Yeah, for sure. Um, the element is, it really doesn't have any sweetener in it. So it's, it's not, my kids actually won't touch my water when there's element in it because it's a little salty. My wife hates it, which I love. I I, I literally crave it. Yeah, no, I I think it's like, I love it. What's your favorite flavor real quick. I do the raspberry. Really? Uh huh. What do you like? Oh, see, I did the raspberry. I'm like, uh, didn't do it for me. Right now, I got watermelon. Still in my favorite. Out oh, of the three, I've tried tasted, that one. Uh, I've got one, so I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, the citrus, the green oh. one. That is my hands down my favorite oh, right now. Okay, so raspberry is actually the only one I've tried. Oh. But I love it. Oh. So I just stick with it. <laughs> do you like yellow Gatorade? Um, it's a little. I, I can't tell li- you last time I had yellow Gatorade. It's a little Gatorade. too exp- Like, here's the thing about Element. 
it's a little too expensive to go willy nilly off half cocked and just try a new I know flavor because right? I'm like so I actually bought the they have like they a, have a variety a, pack a variety pack oh, nice. on Amazon nice so I bought the variety pack and I was there like I like the orange I like the citrus raspberry if I have to watermelon okay, okay. Uh, but I saw one's like it's like it's like mango habanero or like pineapple like jalapeno and I'm like mm. <laughs> I could maybe but again. Yeah. Little too, little too pricey to go, hey, I'm just going to buy a package of this stuff yes. and, and, and go nuts with it. But no, that it's, it's huge. Like I've seen people talk about it. Yeah. And, and honestly, like it doesn't matter what brand of electrolyte you choose other than you got to make sure you're looking at like the, the sweetener in it. So like liquid IV is a really popular one because they like sell it at Costco. Super heavy sugar. But it's very high in sugar. And so I don't recommend that one, although that's one I see people drink a lot of. Have you heard of Restore? Um, I've heard of Restore and Relight. So Relight's a- another good one. Yeah, so Angela drinks the Restore stuff. But what's interesting is we started comparing, we started comparing the um, electrolyte like makeup. Oh, yeah. So they were selling it as like a positive. It only has 50 milligrams of sodium. Interesting. Compared to the 2,000 milligrams. Yeah, 2,000. Yeah, <laughs> compared to the 2,000 milligrams in your... Uh, element. Element, yeah. right? And I don't know what red relight, like ready relight or whatever. Relight is, um, and I don't know off the top of my head, but I know it's very comparable to the element. And yeah. so um, that's one that a lot of people will, mm-hmm. will have. But honestly, like... Whatever is going to get you to drink more water is what I recommend. And so um, a couple things that I'll teach is like I always bring water with me to bed. Mm -hmm. And whatever whatever I didn't drink in the night or before I went to bed, I finish after I brush my teeth. So I Mm. pair it. So if you're trying to um, learn a new habit, you can do something called habit stacking where you take a new habit you're wanting to learn and you pair it with something you're already doing. So brushing your teeth is a habit we do without thinking. A habit is something we do without thinking, right? For sure. So I drink the rest of my water first thing in the morning right after I brush my teeth. So I'm starting my day with probably 10 to 12 ounces of water. And then I go work out and I'm drinking water during that, but I don't really measure it. I just kind of like I'm drinking water. I yeah. try, I'm trying to finish it before the end of my workout. Um, and then I come home and I drink a 44 ounce of Element. Oh, nice. And then, and so I've just created these habits where then I do my element. And then the next thing I do is, um, I love, I love like fizz. I love like soda water. I love that. And so my next like tumbler is coconut LaCroix, um, with, um, like some kind of like, you can do, I think it's called true lemon or true lime. And it's just like a flavor packet, okay. but it, but it's like, doesn't have like weird sweetener in it. So I put that in does, squirt of lime and then I fill the rest up with soda water. Does that, does that make LaCroix taste less like somebody chewed up fruit and spit it back into water? Well, LaCroix is just, it's just <laughs> soda water. Like it has no sweetener. So it's not uh, great. I know. LaCroix, ta- like LaCroix tastes like somebody took, like if you got a raspberry LaCroix, like they put a bunch of raspberries in their <laughs> mouth, chewed it up and then just spit it back into like 32 ounces of water. Oh, it's so gross. So if you like, I use that's why I use the little. That's what um, I mean. Yeah. So does that yeah, like sweetener like help? Yeah, yeah for it's sure. Sweetened. Oh. And then I'll put like um, lime or something else in it. So whatever it takes to get more water in, for sure, is what I would do. And actually, the other thing I do is um, 
I do like a, some people may have heard of, it's called Her Time and it's like a, mm. it's a hormonal drink yeah, I'm for actually, women. I actually really want to get her on. Um, and that's actually what I use is I use Her Time awesome. with the coconut LaCroix and a lime. Yeah, that's great. And that's my afternoon, like what I think consider like a fun drink, you know, it's still water, yeah. but it gets me another 44 ounces and then... What, and then I just drink whatever. So here's a question. I, yeah, because about drinks like that, like people drink diet soda, Crystal Light. Are, mm-hmm. What are you, like thoughts on those? Yeah. So anything I teach is um, whatever is sustainable to you. So if I have a client recent, uh, six months ago or so, she came to me and she's like, I love Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm like, okay. So if I told you you can't have any more Dr. Pepper, what's going to happen? She's like, there's no way. I'm like, all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to set a water goal for you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make sure that you hit that water goal, goal before you have your, your a Dr. Pepper. And we're also going to track it. So you understand what you're drinking. And maybe you'll choose to skip a Dr. Pepper. Or maybe you'll choose to switch to diet. Like, I am not going to tell someone they can't have a diet soda. Because in my opinion, that you got to pick your evils. For sure. You know, like it is... Is it the best? No, but neither is a cookie, but we still eat those. Well, right. So I guess my better question I have is like, does the aspartame really contribute to, I don't know how much you've looked into this. Does that really contribute to like insulin resistance? So or? to me, it probably depends on how much you're having. Okay. Um, so aspartame is in a lot of things. Yeah. It's not just in diet soda. Like no, it's, it's, also, in, it's in crystal light. It's in crystal light. Because <laughs> I know because I've been recently drinking. I've been like, hey, I'll move away from diet soda. Let's do some yeah. crystal light. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. It still has the aspartame yeah. in it. Yeah. And I'm a diet Coke drinker. Like I, I know. Me too. I'm it's... not, I definitely am way, way, way better than I used to be. Oh, for sure. But I still have a can of diet Coke every day. Good for you. But I make sure I am drinking my water. Yep. And to me, that is worth, and I, it used to be a 44 ouncer. Mm-hmm. Now it's a diet, a can of Diet Coke yeah. with dinner, you yeah. know? And so it's, it's whatever's sustainable to you. Like anything I teach, it has to be sustainable. You know, you have to be consistent at it for, for you to see results. And so if you, something that you can't be consistent at, you're not going to see results. So you can switch some of your drinks out that are, that have aspartame in them, like the true lime or the true lemon, mm-hmm. they aren't sweetened with aspartame. Oh, cool. And so you can try adding that to, um, your, your drink and see if that still does it for you. And that's why I do the soda water because it still gives me that fizz without sure. me feeling like I want, I need a soda. Yeah. Well, um, gotcha. but like, um, a couple of weeks ago I had a new client start and she's like, okay, what can I use instead of coffee creamer? And I'm like, well, how much creamer are you using? She's, and she tells me and I'm like, is it worth it? If it is, keep having it. I don't care. Yeah. It, it does not matter to me. If it's not worth it to you, find a sugar, sugar-free sugar version. Or throw some coconut because they make coconut or, milk. Yep, or MCT right? or something yeah. like that. Like it, I won't tell people they can't have something. I just want them to understand what they're having so they can decide on their own if it's worth it or not. Yeah. No, that's, that's, no, that's a great approach, right? Like, is it, is this, you can, you can have it, right? Is it worth it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. I mean, that's, that's, but that's how we approach all of life, right? We don't, it's funny. We approach all of life that way, but we don't approach food that way. Right. I know. It's like, Hey, I'm going to go to this. Is it worth it to go to this, this party this weekend? Right. <laughs> like I could do this or I could do that. Right. Right. Is it worth it to go here? No, it's not worth it. Okay. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go do this other thing. 
Right. Is it worth it to me to go to work today? Nobody's making me go to work. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like, and, but we throw all objectivity out the window when it comes to our food. Well, and if you think about, like, if you compare nutrition to fitness, um, when you go to the gym in the morning, if you can't do it the best and a hundred percent, does it keep you from going? Sometimes. Not most people though. <laughs> like you maybe. I know. I'm because like, you I'm have like, like this crazy in you. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, I'm like, like, I only have time to like walk, like to do like do like 15, 20 minutes. Like, screw it. <laughs> but I would say the majority of people that work out, yeah. they're not there to absolutely kill themselves. I know. I every have, day. I have a sickness. You it's know, a, yeah, I've, I've got a mental disorder where I've got I've got to I've got, yeah. to, I've got to punish myself daily. So that like if you put it in that kind of perspective, like can you only focus on nutrition if you can do it perfectly? If yeah. You can do it the very best. Right. No. You know, there's there's some middle ground here for sure like so that's another thing that you've probably heard me say is we're looking for progress not perfection yep we're constantly looking for progress not perfection your trip last week to california was it better than a trip you've done before 100 absolutely yes so that's progress yeah was it perfect no no i had the breakfast okay i had the breakfast burrito that one day instead of the creme brulee french toast exactly exactly so like you made progress in an area that in the past was maybe a trigger or something that felt like uncontrollable yeah and then you created your sense of control even though it wasn't perfect no it was much better and so instead of being afraid of traveling and oh my gosh i'm gonna gain 10 pounds and i'm gonna have to lose it when i get back and it's gonna require severe dieting like 10 like pounds no is, more 10 pounds was no joke too like i mean we t- like yeah i had what that six seven pound yeah swing swing for a day right that's what the hashimoto's does yeah like, but yeah. that's like that's not typical of most people they might do two or three but well i i'm to be honest like i was in california the weekend before you were oh. and i chose and it was a girl's trip so i had no control over um like we didn't cook at all. We ate out yeah. every single meal. Yeah. And although I followed a lot of my habits that I that I follow when I'm home, I still put five pounds on because you're on a trip. You're going to indulge a little bit more, sure. right? And I had no fear behind that because I know what the, I know what to do to get back to where I want. There's well, no fear. I just go back to what I was doing before. And what's crazy is because we all have this idea of like, maybe not all of us, but like calories in, calories out, right? So if I overate by like a thousand calories, then like logic would tell me <laughs> I need to cut a thousand out the next day, right? Or I just need to not eat. And that's what I normally would have done. Like had mm-hmm. I gotten home on Sunday, like I got home Saturday night, Sunday I was like, yeah, I'm just not gonna eat until dinner. And then I'm just going to eat dinner and that'll be it. Right. Yeah. Like, but I was like, okay, no, that's what I'm supposed to do. Got up. Yeah. Had my breath, like, but still went about my day normally. Right. And it didn't wreck me. And it took a couple extra days to get the weight off, but yeah. you were, you weren't starving yourself. No. It felt very normal. You were still fueling your metabolism. Yeah. And so you were still back into these healthy habits. But as you know, and, and you had to talk me off the ledge because I did have a moment <laughs> of like, yeah, and that's I'm what I'm here su- for. I'm such a like, so, yeah. Well, I think, look, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. Like, I think there's a lot of people out there. Like I would, I got, I got four brothers, three of them are older. And three of my brothers, they were like all had in high school, like they, they all had hit like puberty and they were your typical teenage boys could eat what like could 
pound anything and everything and have a six pack or an eight pack. And so I like had my brother sitting around like doing pose downs in the kitchen, flexing in the mirror <laughs> while I'm sitting there fat chubby as can be. Right. Cause I still got like all my baby fat on me and like, just thinking like, so yeah, like even though like I eventually grew out of it, there's still, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that still like, I'm still a fat kid. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what so I mean? Like that mentality yeah. so, like, there's, and that comparing, yeah. that, which is really, really common. Yeah. Um, and that is one thing that we talk a lot about too, is not to compare your results to others. And in fact, a lot of times when I do my con like free consults over the phone, they'll, people will ask me, well, what is a typical like weight loss in X amount of time? And I won't answer it yeah. because there is no typical. Right. Everybody is so different. And not only that, but we don't just measure progress by weight loss. 100%. There are so many ways to measure progress beyond what the scale says that are more accurate and are going to kind of help build our confidence in what we're doing. And so we talk about non-scale victories a lot and what that looks like and why these are just as important. I have a, another client who's actually a member here and she has seen incredible results in my opinion. Yeah. Now she's still hard on herself. She's like, well, I'm not sure, you know, I didn't lose any weight this week, but my shorts feel better. So in her, like in her part of her check-in, she was like, um, her mini goal for the week was to lose a few pounds. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Why are you discounting this amazing thing you just said? Right. That your shorts that didn't fit last summer fit. Yeah. This is better than what your scale says. 100%. You know, so being able to celebrate those things just as much as what your scale says, especially for females, because our scale is so fluctuates so much due to hormones and sleep and stress and, and all these other things. Like it unfortunately fluctuates a lot. And so why are we putting so much energy on what the scale says? If we do, we're going to be disappointed quite a bit. It, yeah. And that's the thing, right? But it's, but it's a really easy, quick, objective yeah. Measure. Yeah. It's measurable. Yeah. It's and, and, and I get that, you know, because when we're setting goals, we do want to be set it in a way that is measurable, yeah. but so is, um, you know, the way your shorts fit. 100%. And that's why we do measurements and yeah. pictures weekly too, because there will be times where your skill doesn't, we have a, um, a coach at our gym who's doing this whole process the same way. And she has for years, we've tried helping her lose weight and it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. And now that we do this process with the reverse dieting and the specific cuts and all of that, um, I saw her last week. I'm like, whoa, yeah, you look great. And she's like, I'm only down three pounds total. She's only lost three pounds, but you can see it in her physique. Like she looks so much better. So it's not always about what the scale says, you know, yeah. a three, a three pound you can fluctuate three pounds in one day, you yeah. know, but physically I can see the change. And that's why we do measurements because her measurements are changing that's and the right. way her clothes fit are changing. And that's more important and a better indicator of progress than what her scale says. For, for sure. And, and that's one of the other things, right? Like the accountability piece, that sort of weekly check-in is at least for me is motivating because mm -hmm. I'll tell there is something, there is something motivating about, I got to send a picture of my freaking <laughs> Like, I got to send a picture. Ugh. All right. I, I do not want it to look worse than it did the week before. Right. <laughs> like there's a certain level of motivation and accountability there. And then it is cool to see the numbers start to like the yeah. measurements start to change. Totally. Like, I didn't think the measurements had changed. And I know why we do the picture now. Cause I think I went back and looked at like mm -hmm. 
one versus now. And I was like, oh, oh, there actually is some difference here. Yeah. You can already see that. So here's, okay, so I have some people that I know that, what about, so what about those people who want to change up some nutrition? They want to get a little bit more accountable. They want to do some body comp changes. But because you are like literally tracking every single day, we're weighing, I'm, I mean, I'm weighing my food. It is mm-hmm. meticulous mm-hmm. work. And I'm stepping on a scale every single day. Mm-hmm. What about those people that, I mean, are there people that that's just going to make that them that's go, triggering, that's triggering, uh-huh. going to make them just go crazy. Mm-hmm. Like just all of a sudden it's now it's even a bigger obsession. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can do with a client before we get to a point where we're tracking our food. And so when I do this, uh, the sales call, basically the consult, um, it's my job to uh, assess where this person's starting. What, and one of my, I have a client who has an eating disorder that she struggled with years ago Yeah, and she was really worried that this was going to trigger her eating disorder. Well, I would think, yeah. And of so we took, we t- like, we take it slower or she's very, I'm like, this just means you need to communicate more with me. If you're struggling, you just have to talk to me about it. And then we'll go to the plate method. So a plate method is very similar to kind of what your doctor was telling you to do Okay, where a fourth of your plates, protein, a fourth of it is um, a starchy carb and half of it is vegetables. And so maybe we stick to a plate method for a couple weeks until she feels like she wants to start tracking again. Or, you know, weighing in every day can be really triggering for females. Um, But what it did for me is it helped me to see that fluctuation is normal and I stopped caring what the number said. Yeah. Um, another thing that I have another client who's same thing. She said it was very triggering. There's a scale called, uh, called withings and it links directly with, uh, the app that I use. Mm. So when I step on my scale, I could literally close my eyes and not even see what that number is. And it'll log it into mm. trainer eyes. Okay. And so it I'll be able to see what the scale says, but they won't, yeah. you, they could just not even care. It won't even matter. But that data of what the scale, what the average is for the week is how I determine whether or not we give you more food or not. Because mm. as long as your scale doesn't increase, I'm giving you more food. So oh. every week you're getting more food and more food and more food until we find that metabolic threshold where you increase weight and it doesn't come back down on its own. Then I know how many calories you can consume at the weight that you're at. And then you're ready for that cutting phase. So that's why you, t- you ask for the highest weight and the lowest weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I need had to no, know. I had no idea. Like I, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I just thought she just wanted to know. I didn't know you were like averaging it out and being like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is less than last week. Yeah. I need to know what your average is so that I can decide whether or not you can handle more food gotcha. or sometimes I'll keep someone's food the same, but I'll manipulate macro uh, percentages Yeah, how do you, to see. How do you decide that? Yeah, that's a good question. And like I said, there's not a one size fits all. Sure. So it is a bit of a, there's some science behind it, you know, like generally speaking, we're going to try and get everybody's protein to be a, around one gram per pound ideal body weight or um, lean body mass. So like that's kind of a generalized um, goal for protein. Um, 
carbs and fat are on a teeter-totter. So if fats are high, carbs are generally low or mm. vice versa. Everybody's bodies metabolize carb dif- carbs differently. I can generally look at someone and, and determine how well they metabolize carbs. People that have a really, really hard time putting on muscle and just work out really hard and do whatever they can to get muscle and just have a really hard time, they generally metabolize carbs very well, so they can eat a lot more carbs. Somebody that puts muscle on the second they step in the gym, they're gonna do better on a high fat diet because they are more sensitive to carbs. And then there's the in-betweeners, you know, like for me, for example, I'm an in-betweener. I could do both. I've tried both, I've done them all. And it just depends on what fits my lifestyle better. Yeah. Um, I, I always thought that I liked higher carbs and then about a year and a half ago, I switched to higher fat and I love it because oh. of the way it tastes. It's easier for me. For sure. It's really easy for me to go out to eat and skip on carbs because it's easier to identify what the carb is, where fat is in everything and it's often cooked in fat and things like that. And yeah. so it's harder to eat a low fat diet when mm-hmm. you're eating out and things like that. For sure. So our, our goal is just to find that percentage. But when you first start with me, um, first, I, I have you track three days of normal eating first so yeah. that I know what, what normal looks like to you. Then we start at a slight deficit so I can see if your body will respond to a, a slight deficit. And then whatever you're averaging for protein intake when you do those three days of tracking before I give you your first set of macros, I take that number and I average it your protein and I give you right around that same amount. I oh. want you to feel the win in protein because protein can be really hard for some people yeah. that I don't know what to eat or whatever. Yeah. And then our goal is to just increase you to about one pound, one gram per pound ideal body weight. However, some people are more sensitive to protein like me, for example. I, I actually don't metabolize protein very well. I mm. have blood work that shows that my kidneys don't function as well when I eat a higher protein diet and my stomach will hurt. So my protein, I've, I've gone all over the place. I've been as high as 180 at some, at one point, but I do better at around 130. So is that when you say your kidneys, is that your, your BUN number that they're looking at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they, they it's, it's just showing that my f- kidneys are in, under fatigue Okay. and I eat very well. I exercise yeah. well. There should be no reason for that. And so sure. when I eat a little bit lower and I metabolize, uh, or I maintain my muscle fairly well with lower protein. So why not try it? Yeah, you for know? Sure. So that's also something that we take into consideration when we set macros. So that's the protein side of things. Okay. Well, um, that makes So I was just kind of curious, right? Because I mean, ideally, because I think, what am I at? Like 190 right now? I think. Yeah. So like most of my guys, I won't put you above 200 unless I have one guy who's like six, seven. So he's above 200. Yeah. So like, the, you know, that I'm kind of the idea one gram per a pound of ideal body weight. Mm-hmm. Me at 195, I look, I look sick. Like, yeah. I look <laughs> right. At, so, cause you have a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. But I look sick. If I get down to 195, people are like, do, are you, do you have cancer? <laughs> right and I'm like no 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 like 215 yeah but so I've always when I've ever done this by myself I've always put my protein between 215 and like 225 yeah and we might be able to get you up there but then you also have digestive issues like I've got a client saying I can't go to the bathroom like if Uh, you jumped from like you were 115 you jumped to 215 (laughs) you're gonna have issues yeah you know yeah so but no just but that makes sense because I'm also the guy that 
I pick up weights and yeah, you put weight, you put muscle this, on. Very all of a sudden, easily. I'm like, oh, cool, I put some mass on. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. But I also put other mass on. Like, I'm also the guy that I look at a <laughs> yeah, sandwich. <laughs> I look at a sandwich and I get fat. Like, it's yeah, it, you're you're more sensitive to carbs, and knowing that about yourself is helpful on my end, but also like I can identify that for you too. So, um, so that's kind of what we do for the protein for carbs. Your first reverse dieting phase we're going to keep carbs around 25%. Yeah. And so as we increase, once you're at 25%, we increase through fat. Gotcha. And then on the second, after we do your cut, which your cutting phase is four weeks, uh, we talked about this the other oh. day, it's a four-week tiered process so that your metabolism never adapts to the amount of calories you're intaking. And then do you raise back up? And so then I, we go back up. So you told me like you drop by about three to 400 calories each week for uh-huh. four weeks. And then do you do the same amount of increase or uh-uh. is it another hundred calorie? It's, in- it's about a hundred for the first few weeks because we want to continue to encourage weight loss. Yeah. You should still see weight loss, loss for another month, oh, maybe geez. even longer. Holy. So the hardest part of the cut is the last two weeks of your cut and the first two to four weeks of your reverse. But that reverse process is really important. Oh no, I know it's super important. Cause we don't want the weight to come back on, you know? Oh man. <laughs> You well, can do it. I know. Well, because well, well, what I, I imagine, I, I don't, I don't know what my body's gonna do, but I, I imagine that we'll probably top out. If we're at twenty six hundred, I would imagine my body will probably top out between twenty seven and twenty nine. No way. You think we're gonna keep? Oh yeah. You think I'm gonna keep losing? I got as to we... twenty eight hundred. Oh jeez. I'm half your size. Okay. Like my husband, who's six foot two hundred, we got him to thirty eight. Before his cut. Uh huh. So his first week of cutting was 3,400 How long did that take to get to Um, 38? Well, he started at around 26. So it took about 12 weeks. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So um, that first phase can vary depending on what you're currently eating. You know, like I have another new client. I put put his starting calories at 1,250 because he's not, he's not even hitting that. He's so severely under eating. And so I told him, I'm like, okay, you need to understand that it is going to take four to five months of reversing before I can cut you because you are so severely eating, under eating. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I was thinking, cause I like when I was thinking about the cut, I'm like, yeah, we'll probably cut. Okay. We might be dropping down to like maybe 1800. Right. And I'm like, so that's not so guys, bad, but if we're doing a cut yeah. from like 35 down to 25 yeah, all day, yeah, all day. But some, some, some of my client male clients, yeah. I am cu- the lowest I'll go for a male is 15. Okay. And that is for like a, there's one guy that goes here that I had to get him down to 15, but he's small. He's not a big guy for and sure. he doesn't put muscle on easily. Yeah. And he also didn't have a lot of weight to lose. And so he didn't, we didn't get his calories very high. Yeah. We it just, bef- and then he started to put on a little bit of weight and so we cut him. Yeah. And so it just depends on the person. It depends on what you are currently eating and. Well, I'll tell you, that's one of the things I really appreciated because a lot of times, right, it's six weeks to shred, I know. eight weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's kind of what everybody that I've, they want to a do lot that. of people that I've worked with, that's sort of what they've promised, right? Like seven weeks. I, like I did that thing for oh, six weeks and I, I, oh, 50 pounds, but that's what happens when you starve <laughs> like 800 calories a day for six oh, weeks. Oh, it was gosh, terrible. That's... Like I had all the starvation symptoms, like, oh, yeah. like heart rate was 42. <laughs> resting heart rate was 42 like brain f- it was awful anyway uh but you were like this is going to be six months break 
at yeah. least at least six months. Yep. We may get two cuts in there in six months, but just know that this is a long haul. And I was like, I appreciate that you didn't lie to me about that, right? Yeah. That, like it was like this is what it's going to take. But the other thing, did now, I, not knocking anybody who does, but do you use you don't use a macro calculator like the you don't use like the hey this is height and weight we're going to put no, it no, in no. thing and spit no, it no, out no. right. And I, I didn't think mm -mm. you did because this idea that you, right now we're trying to figure out what my basal metabolic rate, if you don't know what that is, that's you lay on a couch mm -hmm. all day long, your body puts out this, right? Or that This is how many calories your body burns by doing absolutely nothing. Yep. So, And if you're local, then we do the body scan and that tells us what your BMR is. But even that probably could be... Not necessarily accurate, It's right? pretty accurate because it's measuring how much skeletal muscle mass you have. Gotcha. Um, so it is probably the most accurate way to measure it okay. because if you increase it, like let's say we scan you again tomorrow yeah. and your muscle mass went up, your BMR is going to be higher. Okay. Even though your weight might be lower. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and no. so, well I would hope. But I mean, again, I don't really even go off that Yeah. In because it really just depends on what you're eating right now. Yeah, well, and know. that's the thing that I appreciate. What I thought was like, this is pretty, like, this is more science -y. Yeah. This is more trial and error, experimentation, more real-world application than, like, I've jumped on, what's my macro? Like, that's how I've tried to do it yeah, myself, right. right? The macro calculator thing, but that doesn't take into effect real-world changes in your metabolism. And, or muscle mass, how yeah. much muscle mass you have. Or muscle mass. And so that's sort of like, cool. That's, that's, that's for me, Working with you, that was actually a, a plus. Yeah. When I kind of determined, oh, we're not using macro calculator, right? Mm -mm. Because uh, while yes, for if you're trying to do this on your own, sure, it's a great place to start. It's an okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you're trying to do this on your own, sure, why not? But it's also to me, it's a little bit like the BMI, because according to the BMI, I'm you're, obese. Exactly. Exactly. I might be thick with two C's, but I'm not obese, right? Like right. I, like I joke, I'm like, I'm bouncer, I'm bouncer thick, <laughs> right? Like nobody looks at a bouncer at the door and goes, that guy's a fat guy. No, yeah. that dude looks like he plays, should be playing, you know, middle linebacker or defensive end. But, but those two dudes are obese. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. I think this is a really, really great way to well, do Well, and this. even doctors will use that. Yeah. Like I have another client, she's lost 40 pounds and she went to her doctor and her doctor told her that her weight was too high for her height and age. I'm like, absolutely, please don't listen to him. Like, that is not right. You, he doesn't know how much muscle mass you have. He doesn't know where you've come. Like, he doesn't know any of that. So don't listen to that. And luckily, she's been working with me long enough that she was like, yeah, whatever. I think mine is 185 pounds. Your ideal BMI. Your, your BMI. What's what I it should be. I don't know yeah. off the top of my head. How old are you? How young are you? You don't have to say that. You can just. <laughs> I'm 42. Oh, okay. BMI 42 year old female, female height and weight. You get a producer. Oh, so 18. A moderate for. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So how tall are you? 5'10. So five feet, 10 inches, and how much? I'm 155. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Solid. So normal BMI for you would be 22 pounds. I don't know. Or tw 22 BMI. 22. I actually could tell you what my BMI is. Oh, here we go. So, uh, oh, normal is 128 to 173. 
So you're in the normal range, 128 right? 128. That's a, a huge. That's a big range, right? That's a huge range. Yeah, for, for, yeah. That's funny. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So normal weight, oh, it says, oh, for women. Normal is 18 to, tw- oh, BMI. Yeah, so you're. Oh, yeah. So my BMI is at 22.3. Yeah, so you're right there in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. But me, I, I'm going to be over, overweight. Yeah. Or if you were right, like, and so that so we don't. I actually, when I do scans, I don't even go over BMI. Yeah, I just go over body fat um, percentage. Yeah, and um, skeletal muscle mass in pounds, fat in pounds, and BMR for sure. So what is because yeah, so th- those numbers because you, you have lean. So you have your lean body mass, and then which is your um, body fat mass uh-huh. and water weight combined. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's including your water Sorry, weight. Sorry, not body fat. It's skeletal muscle mass and water weight combined is your lean body mass. Okay. So when lean body mass increases, so does BMR or how many calories you burn at rest. Okay. So we want to try and keep as much muscle mass. In fact, that was one of the questions you had is why, how do you, how do you minimize how much muscle mass you lose when you diet? You yeah. know, um, so dieting or... Eating what, at a calorie deficit. Because that's what happened to me. It's impossible not to lose some, right? Sure. sure. Um, your goal is to maximize how much you keep. Generally speaking, you're going to lose 30% of the weight you lose will be muscle mass. Um, it's just the way it oh, is. Wow. So if you lose 10 pounds, three, that is muscle mass. Now that's a very generalized yeah. term, you know. Um, people that put muscle on easily lose muscle also very easily like if at a very extreme deficit oh gotcha gotcha so the okay reason- we're talking we're talking about like a calorie restricted diet yes, like you're okay. gonna drop muscle unless you're unless you're quickly. running unless you're running anivar right <laughs> um so when we do when we drop calories the way that we do it maximizes how much muscle we keep okay and how much fat we lose for sure and that's why we do it the way we do. And that's why we don't stay in a calorie deficit for a long period of time. Yeah. If you stay at a calorie deficit for a long period of time, A, your metabolism is going to adapt. B, you're going to burn more. You're going to lose more muscle mass. For sure. Awesome. So. No, I, again, love it. Super, like, very science. Very, yeah. like, hey, this is how the body works. So we're going to hack your body to do this thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, it sounds very simple, but it's not. Oh, no, like, it's not at all. Because everybody's bodies are so different. Well, and here's the thing. And if it was simple, I would have been able to do it. Right. Right? I would have figured well, it out. Well, right. That's exactly right. Everybody would look amazing if it was just about calories in, calories out. And, you know, everybody can handle 200 grams of carbs a day. And everybody can yeah. handle, you know, it's not like that. But the more we do this, the better you learn your body. Like, I know my body very well now. Yeah. Because I've been doing this for myself long enough that I know how my body's going to respond. So there's a guy here, uh, you probably, I think you know him, but there's a guy here that he's, and he's, he's, he's not old, but he's older than me, right? He's in, he's late fifties. Okay. This dude looks better than I've probably ever looked in my entire life. Right. And, and it's so crazy to me. Like this guy knows his, his body. He's got, he's also been into fitness longer than I've been alive. Like (laughs) this dude has got his body so dialed in that right around February or like end of February, beginning of March, he'll be like, yeah, I'm starting a little bit of a cut. He's like, you know, I like to be a little, a little leaner, a little lighter in the spring and the summer. I'm starting a little bit of a cut. We'll probably go for a couple months and then, you know, and 
I kid you not, I watched this man transform over the course of two months to just vascular, like yeah. whatever. And he just, and he's like, yeah, so go a little quick, you know, calorie deficit, a little this, and then we change it back. And I'm like, and then he stays that way all summer long. And he's like, yeah, I don't mind putting a little bit of extra on in the winter. And I'm like, he still looks, I'm like, dude, that's like, that is what I would love to be able to like, yeah, you know. I want to cut a little bit. <laughs> I know my body well enough that I can just go do this. <laughs> just turn this lever and all of a sudden like this turns on. Like that's crazy. But that's really what we're talking about. I mean, yes. Like, to you a certain know, extent. I mean to some degree, right? But you know like you're like I know my body well enough that I know that if I, I yeah. bump this up a little bit, I'm going to put on a little more muscle and I can mm-hmm. maybe get a little thicker and get a little stronger. I might not. I might add a little bit of body fat. Yeah. But, but that's okay with me, right? Or, hey, I'm going to turn this lever, I'm going to turn this dial, and I'm going to pull a little body fat off. I might lose a little bit, you know, but but just yeah. being able to manipulate that is is really cool. Yeah, and just it's just like when you first start working out, you don't know your strength, you don't know percentages, you don't know what you can do. The more you work out, the more you know your ability, the more you know how to approach a workout. Like, okay, this is a 20-minute AMRAP. Yeah. How am I going to approach this so that I'm not dying at my minute 10? Like when you first start crossfitting, you don't know how to do that. No. The more you crossfit, the more you know how to start a workout so that you finish strong, right? And it's the same thing with our nutrition. Uh, I'm laughing because of my first time I ever did Murph. I did Murph straight. (laughs) I did it one mile run, 100, 200, 300, one mile run. It took me an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was like, I was so like 100 pull-ups, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100 pull ups. Like just doing 100 pull ups. Can't, can't move on to the next thing until I've done my 100 pull ups. Right? Like that's, that's insane. Yeah. And then I started running it like Grace. Right? Um, Cindy. Cindy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I get, I get, I get the girls confused sometimes. <laughs> I start, I start, and I start running it as, a, as an e mom Cindy. And next thing I know, I'm like, I've done this thing in 36 minutes. Yeah. At the same volume. So you learn your body. You learn yeah. what your what your strengths are. It's the same thing with your nutrition. You learn what you're what you're capable of, what you can handle, how to manipulate if things get a little. And the other great thing is with the, through this process is you stop having those big swings like twenty pounds here and there. It's like for me five pounds. Like if I'm five pounds heavier than I normally like to be, I know what to do and I'll get it back. Well, and this is the, and then for me, right? Yeah. I, I, there's a, there's a definitely like everybody, there's a aesthetic component to me wanting to be, to lose some of this weight. Right. But on the other side of that, but, but even, even a little bit bigger than that is I feel heavy. Yeah. <laughs> even though I'm not like a big fat guy, obese at two, two, six, what was it? 261 today at 261. Right. But 261 does not feel good on my knees. I don't feel light and bouncy. Right. Like, and so I think that's the other thing for getting the weight down. And, and I yeah. had somebody tell me one time, they were like, dude, your, your body is crazy, bro. They're like, I'll see you at six months and you'll be 210. I'll see you six months later, you'll be 260. Then I'll see you four months later and all of a sudden you're 230. Like, yeah. Like, so you fluctuate <laughs> a little bit more. And, but the thing is, is like, you know, you you'll know what that normal is for you right and your your window of what you're okay with will start to shrink well and and the thing is is it's i've never been okay with the swing it's just been like oh crap this got out of control dial it back in Uh uh-huh right and so i think that's for me this is i think 
learning a ton about, Hey, mm-hmm. what can I do? And, and it's crazy to see that actually like increasing my food has, has lost, has, has actually, has actually helped me, but increasing it in a really smart way. Yeah. In a slow, specific mm. process. Yep. And I yep. think it's like anything. It's like building muscle. It's like building a habit. It's like building a business. It's building a family, a relationship. Mm-hmm. You got to lay the foundation first. You got to lay the foundation and yep. you got to take it a step at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. So no, I appreciate it. Like it's, it's been awesome. I'm excited to see where it all goes. And eventually when we get to the end of this, this journey, I will probably post. Good. I hope you do. I will post both. I'll post my side by sides. Yes. Um, not ready to do it yet. Cause that, but we'll get there. Yeah. And that's, what's really exciting is to see how this method is working for so many people and their side by sides and their, their journey along the way. Like it is so their confidence. Their fa- like that was, I was just going to tell you, it's like, insane. When I look at people's faces, it's really interesting. Day one looks like a hostage picture. Like, oh, everybody was sitting in this room because I had I had their starting meeting in this room. Yeah, and no one was saying a word, and nobody they were, was smiling. They were f- afraid. Yeah. I think they were like, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm here. I'll do what you say. No. and now it's been um, f- four months, yep. and everybody's strutting their stuff. Oh, they're yeah. like killing the workouts. They look really good. People are asking them what they're doing. Yeah, and all it took was having being intentional yeah. in their choices. But even on your, like on your Instagram, like I'll see the before and the afters. And the first one there was like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, yeah, sad like, and like sad. embarrassed. Yeah. Like they're like the hostage, right? They're like, oh, I'm here being held. And then the next one is like With big smiles. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Take a look. I don't mind sending this. I don't mind sending yeah. this picture. Right. So yeah. where can people, so yeah, let's uh, promote, promote yourself. Yeah. Where can people find you? So the best way to see what I do or to get a hold of me is just on Instagram, okay. the macro way, W-A-Y. And I post a lot of before and afters, but I think the thing that I like posting the most is um, what I'm eating, what I'm making for my family, yeah. um, the foods I eat, because I want people to understand that they don't have to diet. They don't have to eat chicken and rice. They can eat whatever they want. And um, I share a lot of like healthy recipes with my clients and on my nutrition page because um, if your food tastes good, it doesn't feel like a diet, you're gonna stick with it long term. And I am a huge foodie. I want my food to taste good. And if it does, then then my kids are gonna eat it. I'm not not a short order cook. I'm not making separate meals for my kids um, because that is, again, the image I don't want them to have. Right. Um, And so, That's the best way to kind of see what I do. Um, You can click the link in my bio to schedule a free consultation with me. And they don't have to be Um, local, right? They do not have to be local. And it's basically just an opportunity for me to find out what you've done in the past that's worked well for you, what your goal is. I explain my program to see if it's a good fit for you. It's very um, friendly. It's not a high-pressure phone call No, it didn't feel like a sales call. It's more just like education this is what i do if it fits for you great we'd love to work i'd love to work with you if not then that's fine and there's times where people just want the quick fix yep and that's okay i'm not your person nope i'm not your person for your quick fix if you really want to figure out how to make this long term and not yo-yo and not get, go back to gaining all the weight back then then i would love to work with you awesome well teresa yeah. thanks for coming yeah of course thanks <laughs>